Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your Thanksgiving weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Hope you're reading up and getting set for a great set of late-season pheasant hunting. A lot of good opportunities out there in the outdoors. Obviously, we got the muzzleloader season starting up for those folks, uh, 1,300 or so that have tags throughout the state for those whitetails. And a lot of great hunting exists, especially when you have a great weekend like this if you survived turkey day and you made it through your black friday shopping the weekend is yours a lot of fun to be had so make sure that you are getting out there and enjoying the landscape that we have right now not a whole lot of snow so it's easy getting around it's easy to explore those deeper areas of habitat where we're going to find those birds we're going to find some of those deer uh, that you might be chasing with the old smoke stick and those primitive weapons out there so a lot of fun have a great time enjoy this holiday it sort of kicks off the season obviously ice fishing you know a few weeks down the road you want to be careful out there. Don't rush out onto that ice. Uh, pay attention to how things are setting up, particularly as winds come through. You have those high wind days that we've had over the past few weeks. That is going to affect ice development. You're going to have that freezing and thawing. That is also going to impact that. And don't forget about the little things out there like those flocks of geese that are landing and sticking around just until things get cold enough where they can kick on down the road and head south. Uh, you also have beavers and you have inflowing water, outflowing water. That impacts ice as well. So keep that in mind. Let's focus on hunting right now for a week or two before we start creeping out on that ice and we want to have you know, some sort of flotation whether it's a suit or a life jacket and then you want to have those picks and you want to definitely have those ice cleats so you don't biff it on the ice. So let's focus on hunting. Let's focus on the late season. There's a lot of good opportunities. I think the numbers for pheasants are up a little bit higher than we anticipated which is a good thing and for that we're going to have Matt Morlock with us. He's the North Dakota and South Dakota State Coordinator for Pheasants Forever sharing his late season tips right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We are at Thanksgiving. Deer season is in the rearview mirror, and that means friends and family are together for some exciting upland hunting. And to look at the late season and the importance of habitat on the landscape, we have with us today Matt Morlock. He's the North Dakota and South Dakota State Coordinator for Pheasants Forever, getting a bump up, adding North Dakota to his portfolio. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, get on board up here in North Dakota and and just get, get my hands dirty. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of dirt for you to put some grass in, too, so we appreciate the efforts on that front. And you're a guy who loves the uplands, and late season can be a ton of fun. There's still a lot of birds, and there's not as much pressure out there. What are some of your late season pheasant hunting tips and adjustments for success? I'm an avid upland hunter, but you know, late season is where, where it's at for me. This is typically I'll hunt the opener because it's kind of a job requirement. Then I hang up my shotgun until after Thanksgiving. I really prefer hunting late season. I just, like you said, the fields aren't busy. The birds are somewhat predictable. No, I love getting out this time of year. It's not totally unsimilar to early in the year. You find the good habitat and, and you key in on that stuff. Um, and that kind of changes depending on the weather you're seeing um, as to what they're going to be keying in on, the amount of snow and things like that. But it's that same old case of getting getting into the habitat and really getting and figuring out where they're at that day and just really keying in on that habitat type. You know, this time of year, it's typically shelter belts, cattail sloughs, and then warm season grass stands. Um, where it's a little bit thicker, you know, as the temperatures start dropping, you know, they're looking to get warm just like the rest of us. Um, so that's when you kind of look at the conditions that day and key in on that stuff. Um, if it's a little warmer, I, I dial in on those grasslands because they're going to be out in that moving around. But if it's a little bit colder out, then you start hitting hitting the cattail sloughs, so you're looking for that thermal cover there. And if it's starting to snow and stuff, then you dig into the trees. 
yeah, a lot of great places for pheasants to find shelter, and that's where hunters need to be. Now, we had some low predictions coming into the season. We had a very dry conditions that may have skewed the surveys here in North Dakota. But hunters are reporting decent numbers. What are you hearing out there in relation to both North Dakota and South Dakota? Same thing. We were set up in both states to have those once-in-a-lifetime boom years. Um, if we would have got the moisture coming into the year, we, we came into it off of relatively mild winters. The birds were in great health coming into it, but unfortunately, Mother Nature had a little bit of a different plan for us, and you know, we didn't get any moisture from last August to this August, basically, um, across both states. We still had good production. I think we had better than we expected, but it was very patchy. There's there's spots. If you're really looking for a techy way to to really try to dial in, if you look and see areas that got just a little bit of moisture in that June window, June, July window, those areas we know had excellent production um, and they're full of birds. And then from there, it's just patchy what you find. Um, regions that historically were good that are down some, but other areas that are really good. You know, I'm hearing good things about the southeast part of North Dakota and the southwest part of the state, that there's good bird numbers there. So once again, it's, you go out there and get part of with the drought, there's a lot of hang going on, which was understandable. Those producers were looking looking for an, an olive branch to make it through the year with their livestock. So a lot of our CRP and that kind of stuff got hayed. Um, and so finding pockets that didn't get hayed, finding standing cover, I think is going to be key. And you find those areas, you're going to find birds, and you're going to be happy with what you, what, you, what you find and kick up. That's for sure. Obviously, that haying made an impact. But along that line, uh, as we're talking here with Matt Morlock, North Dakota and South Dakota State Coordinator for Pheasants Forever. Matt, what kind of habitat when folks are thinking about planting or planning their property for pheasants and other game, what kind of that winter habitat are people looking to preserve, whether it's those sloughs or maybe plant in terms of volunteer plantings that they're putting out there? Yeah, you know, I look at I look at winter habitat, which you know in the Dakotas that, that's vital. You have to be thinking about winter, but I kind of look at it like it's an onion. So most years, I would say 75% of the time, your your good stands of warm season grasses are sufficient to get you through the winter. But you peel that first layer back, and you get to a little bit harder, more severe winters. Um, then you need to get a little bit thicker cover. And you know, luckily, we're blessed in the Dakotas to have a lot of cattail sloughs. Those provide excellent thermal cover um, when it gets really cold and the snow starts to come in. Um, and then if you peel that final layer back and you get those one in a hundred year winters where there's a ton of snow, that's when you need strategically planted shelter belts, things like that, to keep snow out of those cattail areas and out of that grassland. And that's kind of how I really look at winter cover with for pheasants when it comes to pheasants, and it, it correlates to deer pretty well also. you got to have that multi-tier approach. That's right. When we talk about pheasants, they're homebodies. They don't fly a whole great distance away. Typically, there's a, a good population in a certain area. Talk about that connection between that deep cover, those loafing grasses, and maybe a food source like a soybean or a cornfield, and, and considering that proximity. You know, having a food source available and using your habitat to augment that food source, you don't have to go in and plant a big food plot. There's a lot of ag land around these sites, and usually, you know, a pheasant, kind of a, a distant, distant relative of a chicken, and they like to scratch on the ground. They like to pick on the ground. Um, so those egg fields and waste grain, those egg fields, um, are how a lot of them feed and get through it. And having your habitat in close proximity to those those egg fields, those birds don't have to travel a long ways to get to them is very beneficial um, for two reasons. A, you know, when it's cold out, they're expending a lot of energy if they have to travel a quarter of a mile or a half mile to get to that food source. They're expending a bunch of energy. You know, the other thing is it opens them up to predation at that point if they're out in the wide open. So having escape cover and your good thermal cover close to that food source 
is very important when you're planning these these habitat plans. Wrapping up here with Matt Morlock, North Dakota and South Dakota State Coordinator for Pheasants Forever. Matt, uh, what programs does Pheasants Forever have out there in North Dakota to help those landowners build habitat for pheasants and other wildlife? Yeah, so we have a couple of different things going on outside of you know the usual suite of USDA and North Dakota Game and Fish programs. We offer a couple on our own. And one of them is the Soil Health and Habitat Partnership Program. This is a partnership with Nestle Purina and a couple others um, where we sign up producers and use their precision ag data to look at their, their fields and identify areas that are not producing, they're marginal, they're not turning a profit. Um, and from there, we can we'll provide you with, with seed and a small rental payment to put that into perennial habitat that you can then use for forage production or wildlife, whatever you want to do. So that's one that's out there that's been really popular the last couple of years. And then the other one is the patch program. That's a uh, cost share program where we can provide up to 75% cost share to plant perennial vegetation in areas that you feel like aren't producing for you as an egg producer or on your own land. And with that patch program, we can also, you know, mirror that up or partner that with CRP to help with cost share there too. So those are two main ones we have going on right now. You know, we're looking, hopefully we can build and expand some more down the road and offer some more stuff up to producers. But um, right now that's the main ones we have going that are working very well. Yeah, and they're certainly valuable tools. Matt, we welcome you to the fold and look forward to seeing you in North Dakota. And thank you so much for your information and being on the show today. Thanks for having me, and I look forward to uh, meeting everybody up there as soon as I can. So some great information there from Matt Morlock. He is adding North Dakota to his portfolio of states that he takes care of. Obviously, a lot of experience on the South Dakota side of the border getting habitat in the ground for operators, for pheasant hunters, for conservationists. If you need more information, log on to pheasantsforever.org or shoot him an email. That's mmorlock at pheasantsforever.org. Think habitat this time of year. As he mentioned, that's where the birds are going to be. We want to preserve those areas and promote deep areas like cattail sloughs that help those birds get through these chilly North Dakota winters, which eventually are going to hit. So target that habitat and find those birds. And if you do, I'm sure I'll see you in our outdoors.